So, from manufacturer to ultimate consumer, the main link in our economic system are the salesmen. 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 I'm Clint. Welcome to the Salesman's Guide to Beer and Business. Today, we have a different spin we're going to put on this episode. So we've actually got a newer sales professional. Mark, you've been in the business, what, uh, six months, seven months? Uh, it was about eight months. About eight months. Okay, yeah. eight months. So we, we've got somebody who's fairly new to sales. Uh, you've never sold before in, in any other way, right? Mm, not technically, not no. Technically. Not technically. It's my first sales professional position, you okay. could say. Okay. Well, everybody, we, we have Mark Busher with us here today. Mark, thank you for being on the show. Uh, I, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm actually honored to have you here just because I feel like, you know, when we're at work, you're you're like under my wing. I'm like I got to take huh. care of that guy. I've got to show him the ropes. Absolutely. Um, I'm I'm your little your little chickadee, so to yeah. speak. Yeah. You're you're, you're my you're my you're little like, buddy. Like you're 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 like the falcon <laughs> that I aspire to be like. That's so right. That's right. Thank you for that. And I am truly <laughs> honored to be on this podcast right now. So thank you for that as well. Clint. Awesome. So we're actually just, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, we have Mark Busher on the podcast and we're drinking Bushwhacker lager beer. That, um, that, that it, it works. It, it fits. It does. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so this is actually from uh, Bushwhacker Brewing Company. Mm. Um, I, I did a little bit of research. I couldn't find a whole lot. They're out of Monroe, uh, Wisconsin. And uh, I, I, that's about all I could find. I mean, I, Interesting. I, I tried everything I could. In 2017, I believe, is when they started brewing. Um, and, and, and this beer is not bad. It's, it's got a decent flavor. It's more of a lighter beer instead of, you know, um, your, your typical beer uh, that we probably drink on the show. You but, know, it kind of has some, like, sour notes, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, the sours is like kind of a bigger trend right yeah. now. I mean, it's one of those things you really have to get used to. Um, so honestly, this beer, not for everybody. But, it, but a person drinkable. who likes beer, as such as myself, it's it's beer. Mm -hmm. So it's okay in my book. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely drinkable. It, and, and you can, there's a little bit of a... Um, Citrus flavor to it. Mm. You, you can taste that that, that kind of orange hops. Absolutely. Um, and and I mean it's it's not bad. It's just it's different. It's different. I, I think that's the best way to describe different it. It's different. Is, different is not bad. Not always. <laughs> well, Mark, uh, what what is your your honest and true opinion of that beer? I mean, is it? You know, it's not my style, but. I can appreciate it. You can appreciate Okay. You know, I like stepping out of my comfort zone, mm -hmm. you know. Well, and trying something new is always a good thing, right? Absolutely. Always a good thing. <laughs> I always, I would always encourage anybody to step outside their comfort zone, and that is how I feel about this beer, you know. If you're not really into, like, you know, sours or, you know, trying things different, then perhaps this beer isn't for you. But, you know, you're not going to know until you try it if you like it. <laughs> exactly. Well, and and every everybody knows just from you know past episodes, uh, I go to the the local beer store and pick out cans that stand out to me. And this one this one caught my eye. You know, uh, on here we've got you know two beers like either fighting or hugging. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I like to think they're hugging. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say hugging. They're but friends. their their faces kind of look like they want to fight <laughs> each other. So <laughs> they're, they're, they're frenemies. That's what it is. Frenemies. They're there frenemies. You go, there you go. Um, you know, you got some deer. Uh, you you got some ducks flying over fishing. I mean, this is an outdoor can. I like and, it. And then on the reverse side, you've got this, you know, hard ass who's riding a bull. I mean, that's... Oh, damn. That's, I didn't even notice that. Look that's, at that. That's even better. A I mean, big old cow. I was like, okay, so I'm I'm from the South. I don't know if y'all can tell from the way I talk, but, the deep you know... South. I'm I'm from the deep south, okay. You don't mess with us them down there in Arkansas, okay. But but no, I was like, this is this is an Arkansas can to me. I like it. You know, you, you got bull riding, duck hunting, fishing, hunting. I mean, that's what it's about down south. All the stuff you enjoy, huh? Yeah, living the outdoor dream. Very cool. Yep, and and I always pour it in a glass. I always want to see how it is. It had a nice thick head on it when it first started. It was probably you know two two and a half inches, mm -hmm. which is good. And it it slowly receded. It's got a nice golden brown t color to it. I was gonna say taste to it. <laughs> but you know I, that really is a beautiful beer. It, it whenever is. Whenever you pour I, it out, I mean it's in a beautiful can. You pour it out. That head, you know, that's that's a that's a nice frothy. Yeah. Just just 
you know, nice white cloud of a head. I mean, and, and the actual body is just, you know, you said it's a lager. It, yeah. it looks like a, a nice golden lager. So, but it's it's got a different flavor. So it, it does. It's it's I, got some different different elements in there that you can taste mm. that 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 make it stand out. And and honestly, I don't think the beer fits the can. Now that I'm thinking about it, the beer doesn't fit the can. You know, Th- this not is so a much. can for a stout. Like, yeah. like you get that hard, like mm, that's ale, that's yeah. beer. You know, or like a brown ale, or you know, definitely not a light. You know, light citrus, golden color yeah. citrus beer. No, I, I, I see what you're saying because there's a lot of brown on the can. You know, it's got that like off white color going with the brown and mm. the blue, and yeah, you you wouldn't you wouldn't guess that that's the color, and even the flavor of that beer because that you just wouldn't be able to tell that from looking you, at the can. You wouldn't. All no. right. So let's uh, let's dive in, Mark. Uh, All right. So how did you get your first sales job? How did you get your job currently? I should say now this is this is your first sales job. It is. Um, how how did you get your start? Give give me that walkthrough. All right. So this is really where I came from before I started in sales. You know, I was uh, I moved to Columbia. Um, you know, probably about a year ago from Lake of the Ozarks, and I was at Lake of the Ozarks for a while, just serving tables, working at restaurants. That's where that's that's where I came from. That's that's who I was. I was I was a restaurant guy. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> you know, one reason or another, something, few things, you know, kind of a girl brought me to Columbia, and <laughs> it's always well a girl. As, uh, well, yeah, I mean, as as well as some other things, you know, that wasn't the only reason. But basically, I moved to Columbia, and I got a job, you know, immediately serving tables at a restaurant downtown Columbia, if anybody's ever heard of it. Uh, you know, Glenn's Cafe, super nice hotel. Uh, they're, they're the restaurant of the Tiger Hotel downtown Columbia. So anyway, I was working there, and, you know, it was really just more of like a fine dining atmosphere, mm-hmm. and it wasn't anything that I was particularly familiar with or even really enjoyed yeah. I mean, you know, it's one of those things, if you're really good at that job, you know, you could really make some good money. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just, it just wasn't for me, Clint. You know, I just, going through that job day to day, it was just so droll. I mean, the the people I was serving, it's just, I, I really felt like I had to be a certain way and I just mm-hmm. couldn't put my own personality into it a whole lot. And it just, yeah. the whole environment and everything was just not for me. So, so basically, you know, I was really just trying to get out of that. Um, I kind of tried going to school for a little bit and that just, you know, didn't, didn't really work out so well for me. I tried several times, but um, so anyway, I was, you know, I'm still am, you know, good friends with with Jim Noble. Okay. Yeah. So we were kind of just, you know, out just having beers and you know just having dinner out at, out at this place called Park. Super good. Um, and when you you know we just got to talking, and I don't even know how it came up, but um, you know he just kind of threw that question out to me. He's like, hey you want to come sell campers? (laughs) And, you know, I thought he was joking whenever he said it, you know, I, I, I've just kind of, you know, stared back at him and just kind of laughed, you know, I'm like, (laughs) you know, that's funny. And then he just like dead stare and he just looked back at me and he's like, no, I'm serious. Yeah. Do you want to come sell campers? And, you know, I, it took me a minute to realize that he wasn't joking. Yeah. And that was just like the moment it was just an opportunity and I recognized it as such. Yeah. You know, I just kind of stopped and I realized he wasn't joking. Yeah. He, he was actually throwing that out there. He like, was, have you ever thought about being yes, in sales? He yeah. was giving me an opportunity. And to this day, I still view that as an opportunity of a lifetime. And I really just kind of thought about like my situation. I'm like, well, really I've got nothing to lose here. I didn't hesitate. Yeah, <laughs> I really didn't. I was. I, I looked straight back at him, and I was like, "Yeah, I'll I'll do it." <laughs> yeah, you know. So, and I mean, even like serving tables, you know, I've I've been told, you know, several times, you know, you you're a good salesman. You know, well, you can sell food. <laughs> yeah. Granted, you know, the place that I worked at is just good food. You know, so mm. a lot. You know, it wasn't hard to sell, but you know. Fair enough. So, uh, what was your biggest fear getting into sales? Oh man, the just I don't know. It just it it felt like a lot of pressure and responsibility. You know, I'd never I'd never been at a job where there was so much that kind of rested on your shoulders. You know, it really is just like running your own 
business yeah. within a business. Yeah. So, I mean, just, and there's a lot to it. You know, I starting out, I mean, I, you know, I sell campers, mm -hmm. you know, for a living now. So, and I mean, starting out, you know, first sales position, uh, you know, first time selling RVs, I didn't know a lick of anything about RVs. I mean, subconsciously, you know, something about sales because sales is everywhere that you look. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but even so, you know, there's a process in any sales position. So just, mm -hmm. it's just a lot to learn. And honestly, as someone starting out is a bit intimidating. So, so, so your biggest fear is being intimidated and, and not knowing enough, right? Yeah. I mean, it was just a, a lot to know. And I, it, it just felt, it just felt like a big weight and a big responsibility to, to just like get good at everything, you know, mm -hmm. but yeah. Well, I mean, you're still doing it now, so you must be doing something right. Right. Yeah, I guess so. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. um, Let's see. What is your favorite part of, of your job now? You know, that's a good question, Clint. I just, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, whenever you actually get the sale and not even just getting the sale, but seeing the joy in the people that you are selling to, mm. you know, especially in this industry, you know, selling RVs. I mean, they're luxury items. They're something that people have saved a long time for. It's something that, um, you know, people people hop in an RV and they go camping with their families and their loved ones and they're creating these memories. You know, it's just it's just knowing that you're like a part of that experience. Yeah. And you kind of put like your fingerprint, I guess, for lack of a better term, on, on that in other people's lives is, is very rewarding, especially when you look back on it and you realize that, you know, you, you truly like just went above and beyond to make sure that their buying experience was the absolute, you know, most enjoyable that you possibly could have. And you just see those, the smiling faces on the mom, the dad, the kids, mm -hmm. you know, the grandparents that, that really just makes it all worth it, you know, to me. So. Absolutely. See, and, uh, when when I was in cars and I would I would be selling a truck to somebody who was like, yeah, we're going, you know, we bought a camper and we need a new truck to pull it or vice versa. We're, we're buying a truck so we can go buy a new camper. Uh, it was always fun to me because I could always use that to my advantage for one to be like, hey, relatable. I, I want you to send me pictures when you get your new camper and where you go. Mm -hmm. You know, if you plan on traveling across the country, send me pictures, send me pictures of you in the yeah. truck, you know, I'll, I'll throw them up on my Facebook page. And then that always made it so much better. Now, half of them didn't do it because I mean, <laughs> I, I should have pictures from all over the United States by now, but yeah, right. I don't, um, I do have one couple and, and they are great. They are actually, uh, they, they kind of work hand in hand with us now. They're camper haulers. So, you know, they, they pick them up from the factory. They bring them out to locations. You know, they'll, they'll bring them out to shows, what, whatever they need to do. Mm -hmm. And I always told them that. I said, hey, stay in contact with me. As you travel, send me pictures from around the United States because yeah. they're, they're going all over the place. And you got that kind of relationship exactly. with them to where they don't hesitate. You know, you're just like a friend to them, you know, exactly. or and, even a family member. And and that was one of like my probably one of my favorite sales in, in, in my record book, you know, was because with them, they actually did it. They stayed in contact with me they would show me uh send me pictures of their odometer on their truck as they rolled over another hundred thousand miles in two years they put three hundred thousand miles on a truck Dang, i was son. like holy cow they they've been doing some some work they've some been traveling i mean it was it was a husband wife couple uh team lampkins if, if you ever watch this I'm, I'm talking about you um team lampkins team lampkins <laughs> But uh, they do, and I loved getting those messages because it'd just be so random. It'd just be like one day, and and some days I'd be in a bad mood. Some days it would like brighten my entire day, you know. Heck yeah, man! And and I loved that because they were doing what they wanted to do, and I was a part of that. Yeah, and exactly. that's that's the big thing, especially what you're talking about going camping. You know, you're you're helping them with that experience mm -hmm. to make memories, mm -hmm. and that's that's amazing. You know, yes, I I, I love that part too. That's probably one of my favorite parts. Um, so how do you stay on your grind? What gets you motivated every day to wake up and go to work? Just, you know, the importance of goal setting, honestly. I mean, just really, like, be honest with yourself. 
I mean, I think it's so important to like write down your goals, whether it be short term goals or long term goals, because that's that's what you got to do in sales. If you want to like get good at sales, in my opinion, if you want to get good in sales and uh, you want to thrive, you know, goal setting is is number one. So, um, <clears throat> so, so yeah, so just, I'm gonna stop you there. What are some of your goals? Let's hear them. All right. Well, <clears throat> you know, just starting out, uh, one of my uh, goals for this year, 2020, is to make a hundred thousand dollars. Okay. You know, and I've probably made you know maybe thirty or forty thousand dollars in the past, but okay, that'd be one of my goals right there. So, so what are you going to do to step up to make that a hundred thousand dollars? That's your goal, and that's a good goal. That's a good mm-hmm. starting stone. It's a stepping stone. Obviously, if you could make a million, you'd say a million. You know, but how are cool. you going to make that a hundred thousand dollars? All right. Well. <clears throat> with these kinds of goals, you know, making a hundred thousand dollars, you have to really like break it down for yourself. Like, how are you gonna make a hundred thousand dollars? You know, how many phone calls do you have to make? How many sales sales do you have to make? You know, how much how much money per month per paycheck do you have to make? You know, so really just break it down for yourself. And you know, I th- I think what I need to do, you know, this month is make like four hundred calls a week to you know set so many appointments. Uh, it's just, you know, a, a numbers thing, you know, certain percentage of appointments that show, you know, you'll sell, you know, statistically a, a certain amount of, of, of those appointments that you set. So just really break it down for yourself and just stick with it. You know, if you say that you need 400 calls to make so many appointments, then make 400 calls, you know, mm-hmm. you got to dedicate yourself to it. Yeah, that, so. that dedication is so important. And, and just like you're saying, and you know, and I've seen you do this, you know, you say you've got to make 400 calls a week. And I know for a fact, you can make 200 of those calls in a day. And how many appointments did you get off of that? Oh, well, all right. So my thing, you know, for every 50 calls, you get one appointment. That's mm-hmm. just, I can pretty much do that every time. Yeah. I so, mean, you know. and, and not every phone call is going to answer. Not every phone call is going to no. be receptive to what you're doing. Some of these are cold calls. Like we, we get it. We all know we've been there. Absolutely. So, you know, with, with making 400 calls a week, what if you made 400 calls in a day? Oh man, you just take it to a whole nother level right there. Yeah, I mean, you're you're <laughs> talking about quadrupling your numbers. Yeah, man, and and that's... doing the best you can. That's that's the point I'm trying to get at is because when when you're in sales, you have to grind every minute you're there. Absolutely. When when bell to bell, when you're when you're open to close uh, on on your day off. I mean, don't be afraid to to when you got some free time. Hey, you know, pull up your CRM on your computer. Start start making phone calls. Whatever what, it what's, takes. What's the worst that's going to happen? You know, you get hung up on a couple times, you get frustrated. Guess what? I'm on my day off. I'm going to go get a beer out of the fridge and try it again later. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. like, and and that was that was always something that I, I thought of, you know, like, if, if I'm going to make this how I make money, if this is going to be my full-time job, I have to give it 110%, 120% most days, just to stay happy, to stay satisfied, mm-hmm. and, and obviously to, to keep my paycheck coming in. Well, in reaching your goals, I mean, there's no more fulfillment than that. Absolutely. Whenever you reach your goals and then you can just set the bar above whatever that goal was. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you can reach your goal, I mean, you're, you've, you've developed yourself that much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it never stops, you know. It, it, improvement is just like an, an, an infinite thing in my mind, you know. So you, you hit a goal. It feels amazing. Great. What's the next goal? Where? What's the next level? There's always another level. So that's that's what we're always striving for. So when do you love being in sales now? I do. I can honestly say absolutely I do. So when did you realize you loved being in sales? Oh, when I started figuring out really what it takes to succeed in sales you know you kind of start out and there's just a lot thrown at you and you just kind of have to like learn to organize yourself you know um any any sales position or you know rather the sales position position that i'm in you know there's a process Mm -hmm. you know and you need to learn to master that process you know, and, and it also takes, you know, it's just simple things, you know, I mean, you have to learn to be enthusiastic all the time, 
and you need to learn to be professional all the time. You know, you put those two things together and what do you got? You got a successful salesperson. You got so, Mark Busher. Welcome, welcome to Mark Busher. You got Mark Busher. <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree with that 100% because your enthusiasm and professionalism need to be on the same level. Mm-hmm. And some can, you know, exceed the others depending on your customer. But, you know, off the bat, professionalism and enthusiasm go hand in hand. And they're so simple when you think about exactly. it. I mean, you know, people have a tendency to over overcomplicate things. And me, I'm one of those people. I've been one of those people, you know, before I was in the sales position. I mean, I, I overcomplicated everything. You know, they say, you know, you think too much as because you're, you're just thinking, you know, you're getting in your own head and you're getting in your own way. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, honestly, like any sales position, I could probably say like, just, just keep it simple. You know, kiss it. That's what I said. I don't know if you've heard that. Kiss, kiss. Keep it simple. Keep stupid. it simple. Stupid. It's that easy. <laughs> yeah. And and it's not hard. You know, if if you're going out to greet a customer, whether it's on a car lot, camper lot, furniture store, what whatever your sales position is, as long as you walk up, shake their hand, introduce yourself, and greet them with a smile, you're you're off to a good start from there. You're already being professional and enthusiastic, you know. And, and whatever whatever works for you, do it every single time. Yeah, you know? exactly. Do do these simple things every single time. You mm-hmm. know, don't change it. You know, if if it ain't if it ain't if it's not broke, don't, don't fix, fix it. it. I love that line. I there use that go. line all the time. If there it ain't go. broke, don't fix it. There you go. Uh, and and a lot of that, you know, comes into a lot of people's sales process. Every store has generically the same process. But, you know, every company strays away from it in their own ways, you know, and and Mm -hmm. I know in in our industry, there's our 13 steps to, you know, and it's our process. Yes. So what what is one thing about our process that you would change? Hmm. Trying to think. One thing that I would change in our process. I'm not sure that I'd change anything in our process. Okay. So you you like our process, start to finish, it's gold. Well, and honestly, I haven't completely mastered our process. Oh. So as far as I know, the process, you know, the more that I improve um, on how to follow that process and just master the process, I think the better it's going to be for me. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's good to think outside the box, definitely. Well, and and the process, you know, in in every store that I've ever been in, it has been the guidelines of how you do business. Mm -hmm. It is the guidelines to your sale. And you have to follow that process in your own way. Okay. It is not, you know, pick and choose here. You've got to figure out what step of the process you're in before you proceed to the next step. Absolutely. You know, obviously, you know, you've got the meet and greet and you've got the fact finding uh, in, in our store, you touch a manager and then you go and start showing the customer, mm-hmm. you, you start your demonstration yep. and, and how you do that depends on where you're at with your customer. Because if you get an angry customer and they want to skip fact finding, well, guess what? <laughs> you got to do it because right. customer's right. always right. Unfortunately, right. you try and you, you keep asking questions and you don't always get there, but then you're thrown to the wolves. You're out there on the lot and they're just roaming around and you go, well, I've got to make something out of this. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's all how you handle it on the fly. Absolutely. <coughs> Excuse me. But yeah, that's, that's my advice. I mean, in, in every sales process, there's always like a small thing I would change and, and, me coming from cars where we didn't have a, you know, fact-finding station. We didn't have, you know, uh, an enclosed lot. It was, you see a customer, you go talk to them on the lot and then bring them inside. That was you the know, rule. You know, now that I think about it, Clint, yeah. I guess if I could change anything about the, the process that we have in place, maybe the service walk. Okay. What would you change about the service walk? I probably just wouldn't do it Why? at all. I mean, maybe just like kind of skim past it, you know, like look at all these service bays, folks. You know, if anything happens and you need, you know, anything worked on in, on your camper, I mean, look look at this facility here, you know, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I don't feel like we should spend too much time on that because if a customer who hasn't owned a camper before 
you know, sees this huge service facility. I mean, in my mind, I think one thing that they would probably think is just like, wow, like there's, there's so much that can go wrong with a camper. And probably there's, there's a lot that happens, you know, just constantly to where you need like a large service facility, you know? So (laughs) I guess, I guess in my mind, it's just kind of like almost intimidating to the customer, you know? So well, and and I can I can see where you're coming from as mm-hmm. a sales professional. Yes. Anybody who has ever said that to me has never been in a higher position than being in sales. Okay. Because and I've heard that a lot. Uh when when I was at my car dealership, uh it was a part of our process in delivery that um once if you had free time in between them going into finance and into the box uh or, you know, being delivered their car themselves. If you had some free time, you walked them over to service, grabbed the service manager, introduced them. He gave them a card and talked to them about like, hey, you know, come see me for your first oil change. This is when we need to do it. They'd print them off of things saying, you know, your vehicle needs to be serviced uh, at so many miles, at so many hours, you know, and, and you need to come back and, and see us. We'll, we'll hook you up with a good deal, you know. And that was the point of our service walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, was to get the service manager his time in front of the customer and his opportunity to sell them. Okay. Um, and that is what that is in place for. So not only is it good for service, which is the backbone of any dealership. Okay. I hope you know that. Yep. Okay. I, I believe it. I You've got to give them the opportunity to sell stuff. Absolutely. And bring them in for customer experiences that will last a lifetime because – Everybody knows that buying a camper can be exciting. When it breaks is when you have a problem. Mm-hmm. And that intimidation you're talking about, uh, it, 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 you know, oh, gosh, they've got to have this huge facility to fix all these campers. Yes, when you walk by those bays, those are all campers ready to be fixed. Guess what? When they get in the box, they're semi-aware that it's going to break. Mm-hmm. That's where my job comes in. And I go, ma'am, let me protect you from it breaking on you. Well, there you go. There you go. It is a mind game. Yes. And it is a part of the process that is important. Mm-hmm. And and that is that is my recommendation to you. When you do your service walk, go introduce them to a service writer and the service manager. Okay. And just say, hey, guys, you know, the, these people, they're, they're uh, interested in buying a camper. Just wanted to introduce them to you guys, you know, show them your bright, smiling, happy faces. It's a good one. It, it works every time. <laughs> and that's all it is. Just, hey, guys, you know, we're just stopping by. They're looking at buying a camper. We're about yeah. to go to numbers, you know. Yeah. And it gives them that we're all a happy family because yeah. we are. We are all one company. Absolutely. So uh, that is an important process. I'm glad we, we touched on that. All right. So what are uh, some of your hobbies outside of work? Oh man, you know, I, I work so many hours, <laughs> but, uh, you don't have a hobby. I, I got some hobbies, you okay, know, let's hear them actually. All right. So I really enjoy music. So, all right. <clears throat> I'm really trying to work towards, you know, producing music a little bit more. I mean, this isn't, this isn't something that I've really talked about with a whole lot of people. No, it's fine. Um, and I'm, I'm still in like kind of the first steps of this. Okay. But I have like a vision for myself and I've actually, you know, set some goals because we know how important that is. Goals are important. <laughs> um, but I really want to start, you know, getting familiar with how to develop electronic music. Okay. And I, you know, I, I've always had just a really great sense of rhythm. And uh, I've I'm had glad a... you do because I do not. It's <laughs> not for everybody, but um, but I really want to learn how to play the drums too. So you know, I, I'm planning on 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 starting up some drum lessons, and you know, I've got some hookups and some connections on people who are familiar with uh, you know developing music electronically. So you know, I, I guess you could say that that's that's kind of a hobby that I'm trying to get into. Um, hobbies that I'm already into that doesn't develop, you know, that doesn't require a whole lot of, uh, preliminary, you know, planning it's just, you know, I really like outdoorsy stuff. I'm in the right, I'm in the right place, yeah. right occupation, you know, absolutely. yeah, you just going kayaking. I mean, going hiking. Oh man. I love hiking, uh, hey, snowboarding. Hey, if, uh, <laughs> if, if you need a camper, I know a guy. 
Oh, yeah? There you go. Can you get me a great deal? He can. His name's Mark. Oh, okay. He's great. He is phenomenal. All right, perfect. Go check him out. He's right, right down the road. You got a business card? I do. I do. I've got a couple. I'll bring you one. All right. I'm calling him tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Um, but yeah, no, snowboarding as well. I'm actually fixing to uh, go on a snor- snowboarding trip here at the end of the month. Really? So. Where are you going? We're going to, I mean, it's. it might sound kind of uh, weird, but we're going to Iowa. <laughs> there's this okay. place. Yeah, there's this place called, uh, I think it's Sundown Mountain. Something okay. like that. So uh, it's one of those man-made, you know, mountains. So Sweet. nothing like Colorado or California or, you know, nothing super extravagant like that. But still, you know, they got some good runs. I'm not like, you know, a black diamond like expert or nothing. But Never even know. tried snow skiing, snowboarding. Oh, no. man. You got to you gotta get out there. You got to try it, man. I want to. I want to so bad. You got to try I, it. I've, I've, I was always, because uh, we grew up in a lake town. Um, yes. and so I was always water sports. So like weightboard, yes. kneeboard, skiing, like I can do all that, I'm but water, that too. <laughs> water is different from snow. I don't, I don't yep. know if it'd be the same. So it's actually pretty similar. Is it, is it really? So yeah. it, it wouldn't be that bad then I could no, probably handle it, but no. it's, it's, I'm sure it's still different and it probably hurts more when you fall. It hurts a lot more. <laughs> it hurts a lot more. I'm sure I'm going to feel it whenever I turn 40, yep, <laughs> you know, probably. some of my snowboarding injuries, man. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yep. So where do you want to go from here? Like, obviously, you're you're new into sales. Uh, like, is, is there a step up you want to get to, or is there a different position you want to get to, or, or it, you know, is your goal to make X amount of money and get out of sales? Honestly, I mean, this year, you know, as we mentioned before, my goal is to make $100,000. Mm-hmm. And then we had also touched on, you know, once you reach your goal, you're always trying to set the bar a bit higher. Yeah. So as far as long-term goals, I mean, I've definitely thought about those. I haven't written all of them down, but I've definitely been thinking about them. Um, One thing that I would really like to do is, uh, you know, get good at this job. Good enough to, I, I mean, you know, Camping World and Gander, it's a national organization. They got they got locations spread out all across the country. I think it's some like 180 locations, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think we're up to 180 now. So I love the mountains. Yeah. I do. I love hiking in the mountains. I love seeing the mountains. I love snowboarding in mm-hmm. the mountains. So I think a goal for myself is to get good enough at what I do to be able to do it somewhere else that is close to the mountains so that I can enjoy doing things in the mountains, you know, even on a daily basis. Yeah. So like so your day off, I can hit the slopes. You Absolutely. Know? That'd be cool. Absolutely. Well, and, and I mean, I, I, with this company, you can clearly do that. And I yes. mean, they, they've told us that time and time again, you know, yes. if you're not happy in the position you're in, then that's a, a problem. But if you're not happy, happy in the town you're in, mm-hmm. we can change that. Yeah. You know? And honestly, I mean, I love Columbia. I don't have anything against mm-hmm. Columbia. You know, I'm happy here, but I think I would be happier in a place like Colorado Springs. Yeah. yeah. You know, where they got mountains and in the wintertime, you know, on your days off, you can hop in your SUV you can trek up into the mountains. You can go snowboarding for the day. There you go. There's nothing wrong with that. You have a nice day snowboarding. You you chill in the hot tub afterwards. You know, maybe with a nice uh with a nice lady or you know. Talking about them snow bunnies. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They need a little bit of mark and mark. <laughs> so so speaking of that, you you are single, correct? I am. Yes. You you don't have to like draw that out so hard. <laughs> so, uh. Has your job in sales ever affected a relationship or your home life? Mm, no. It will. Give it time. If, <laughs> if anything, I feel like it's almost made it better, you know? Fair enough. That's the first for me. So, you know, when, when I got in sales, uh, me and my wife now, we're, we're just dating. Um, and it, it come up this job. I'd left a sales job and was looking for another one. A buddy had called me and said, hey, um, why don't you move down here and come sell cars for me? I was like, okay. Uh, Let me come interview and check it out, make sure I'm not just jumping into something that's awful. And um, me and and my wife now, we'd only been together probably six months. So this was kind of scary and new. We're talking about moving three hours away. And... 
got down there. I liked the people I was working with. I knew the general manager. He was a good friend of mine. And we did. We, we kind of agreed on it. We said, you know, either we're going to stay together and move together or we're going to separate. And I'm going anyways because I, I got to have a job. This is the only one around that I can find. And she stuck with me, and I thought that was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. And she she has sacrificed so much doing that for me. So, I mean, talking about home life and, and everything like that, it, it's crazy because to think that, you know, my wife now could have chosen a different path and we wouldn't have been together right now. Right. Well, and honestly, you know, sales is just such a commitment. You know, I since I've been in sales, I really haven't been in a serious committed relationship. You know, I was single when I started sales yep. and I'm single now. So, you know, I really haven't had to experience like what you're talking about, you yeah. know, where you're, you're kind of stuck with this decision. Like, you know, do we need to go our separate ways or, you know, is she going to are we going to be able to stick stick it out through this? You know, I, I just haven't been put in that situation yet, but. Well, and, and don't get me wrong, like, I, I hope you get uh, somebody who can understand your position. Mm-hmm. There are going to be days that they're long nights, and you're going to miss dinners, and you're going to miss uh, anniversaries. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, I, I've known so many salespeople that have been working a deal on their anniversary. I mean, heck, I was at work the day before my wedding. I know a buddy who was at work the day of his wedding, uh, closing wow. deals like it's sales is a lifestyle and you have to accept it. Mm-hmm. It really is. And that's that's if anything, that is a big advice I can give you. Don't let it ruin your relationships, but make sure you get a good one that will understand. Absolutely. Because, I mean, your your income, your life, you know, your livelihood de- depends on this job, that yes. that sale, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's super important that you get somebody who can understand that yes i so, believe that 100 percent. that don't get me wrong i'm blessed to have the the woman i do who has followed me to more than one job um mm-hmm. <laughs> so sounds uh, like you got a good one Clint. oh I've, i have an amazing one y'all don't understand she's cajun and she can cook and oh cajun? She's, she's gonna make me fat one day oh shoot and i'm gonna be really happy about it too <laughs> <laughs> So is there another position you would love to have? You know, why why are you in sales? Obviously, we know, you know, it's a job now. Do you see yourself staying in sales? Like, why, why sales? Mm, you're going to have to, you're going to have to better explain okay. that question. Why are you in sales? If you had the chance to go do any other job, would you stay in sales or would you leave? I mean, if I had the opportunity to own my own business... I would leave sales. Okay. I think I'd take, you that, know, I, that's I think not I'd, leaving sales. No. If well, you I own mean, your if own you, business. If you think about it, Clint, you're never really leaving sales. Yeah. Because even though there's not like a tag or a title, mm-hmm. you know, it, that that labels what you do as sales, sales is everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. Everywhere. You know? So oh. in, in any occupation, you can take what you've learned in sales and apply it. Mm hmm. So have you heard about ABC? Always be closing. Always be closing. Thank Always you. Always be closing. You're not as green as I thought you were. <laughs> I'm impressed. Thank you, Mark. Yes. Always be closing. Yes. Everything is a sale. Everything is an opportunity. Absolutely. And and that was one thing when I heard about it and got into sales, that was one thing that, that blew my mind. I was like, you're right. I'm constantly being sold and and trying to purchase and sell or be sold sell or be sold that's just that's a rule of life you know (laughs) and so so many times and i've seen this firsthand not maybe not in our dealership as much but uh you know when a salesperson will come to the desk trying to sell the manager a pro on what their customer sold them on that doesn't work. Please don't sell the desk. Sell your customer. No, that that'll yeah. end badly for you. Absolutely. <laughs> don't sell the desk. Don't sell the desk. Sell the customer. Yeah, no way to do business right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mark, what is your favorite beer? Let's uh, let's talk beer for oh, a minute. Oh man! All right. So, 
Are you familiar with Missouri breweries at all? I'm I'm learning. I'm not there yet. I'm still learning, but I know a couple. All right. So there's this little town in Missouri called Bucyrus. Bucyrus. You that ever, is an I, interesting name. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Okay. We'll, we'll look it up later. Bucyrus. So they have this brewery there called Piney River. You ever heard of Piney River? Never heard of Piney River. All right. Well, Piney River makes this light beer. I think they call it a blonde ale. It's called Float Trip. Float Trip, okay. You know, I've had so much beer in my life. I'm a craft beer connoisseur of sorts. All right. Well, we're gonna talk <laughs> beer then. Well, there you go. Um, but anyway, if you're if you're looking for a great, you know, flavored, just feel good, just light beer, you know, not so harsh, just just kind of hanging out. Piney River Float Trip is my go-to beer. Piney River Float Trip. I'm going to have to look that up. It's amazing. I may have to have uh, have that on the show one day. I'm going to have to write that down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a quick note. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, you know, it, it's just great. I mean, it's, it's light, but it's not too light. You know, it's not like Coors Light or Bud Light or like Bush Light or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't taste like just drinking water. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's got some flavor to it, but it's not like overbearing. I got you. So and, is it is it perfect for your float trips? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had Abs- to be corny. I'm sorry. Absolutely. <laughs> it's great for your float trips. It's really great for any occasion. Um, best enjoyed on float trips. Fair enough. <laughs> See, and, and me and my wife, we've always just been generic life beer drinkers you know uh we we had to compromise so i was a bud light drinker i have been since i was in high school uh and uneligible to buy my own i always drank bud light mm-hmm. she always drank coors light and that's like you know rivalry chevy ford like coors light bud if, we're, coors, ta- if we're talking know. domestic light beer coors light is my beer man well and and i liked coors light i can drink coors light it's just not my favorite mm-hmm. and we had to compromise, so we compromised on Bud Select, and I gave you one before the show. I did that. That it's not bad. It's it was a good compromise for us. You know, she liked it, I liked it. We we could settle, and it was crazy because it was her idea. Because like every once in a while, she would buy Coors, and I'd bring home Bud Light, and there'd be two thirty packs in the fridge, and it would just be <laughs> two thirty packs. Nothing wrong with that, bro. We drink, bro. That sounds like, like a party. We we drink. <laughs> She's Kate. I told you she's Cajun. There you go. There I just got to keep her away from the whiskey and we're good. So she's not a wine drinker. Oh, no, she drinks wine. She drinks wine. She, with she her in- pinky out and everything. Oh, okay. Okay. She's the she's the fancy type. She is a fancy type. She okay. uh, she drinks it all. I, I promise you there's not an alcohol I don't think she will touch. Uh, at Christmas time, she has to drink peppermint schnapps. Oh, boy. Because it tastes like Christmas. <laughs> Her words, not mine. Oh, that's that's <laughs> but great. no, she, we, we, we are drinkers. I hate to say that, but we are. We are drinkers. We like to drink. You guys just like to have a good time. That's we like to party, bro. You like to party. We're bro. down to party. My name's Clint, and I like to party. My name's Clint, and I like to party. <laughs> so, what does a normal day look like for you? So, like from from the time you clock in to the time you clock out, what does your work day look like? The work day. All right. Well. <clears throat> Folks, in my experience, the road to success is planning your next day. Okay, plan your next day. Straight from my general manager, Grant King. I think mm-hmm. you had him on the show. Absolutely, he was episode one. Ago. Yep, he's he's a good guy. He's got a got he's got a lot of really really great input. He's actually a huge part of the reason why I'm I'm here and why I am you know the person I am today. So shout out to Grant King. Whoop, whoop. He's awesome, man. And Ozon Dag, Ozon Dag, hey, you know he's, he's awesome too. Great, great guys. So, um, but anyway, anyway, my routine day from clock in to clock out. So usually, what I plan for myself is I clock in. I always do the same thing. You know, I, I've had a little bit of coffee. I've drank some water. You know, really just kind of charged up my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I microwave some frozen burritos typically, you of know, course. Try, try to save some money, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe every now and then I'll run by Sonic and get like a premium burrito or All whatever, right. you know, but usually it's clock in, eat some frozen burritos. And then from there 
I study my training manual. Okay. So I a lot, you know, maybe 20, 30 minutes at the very beginning of the day to read some kind of chapter, some kind of excerpt. Uh, straight out of that training manual because it's gold. Mm-hmm. No, no, and I, I agree with you on that. Like it's I've, gold. I, I've looked through that thing, and I never had one of those when I when I was in sales. Mm-hmm. Literally, the way they told me to go sell was, there's a customer out there, go talk to them. Mm-hmm. That's how I got told how to sell. But you never had anything outlined for never. you. I never had a process. I never had nothing. They said, no. don't let them leave without talking to a customer mm-hmm. or, or to a manager. I said, you know... So that was all I got, you know. Mm. They they left product knowledge and fact finding and all that other stuff up to me to find out, mm-hmm. and and that's that was always crazy to me. I was like, how how are you just gonna throw me the wolves like that? Like nope. you just yeah. throw me out on the lot, like hey, go talk to that guy. Yeah. What am I gonna go to talk to him about it? Well, he's on the lot. Ask him what truck he wants to look at. Okay, just kind of learn as you go, yeah. huh? <laughs> and, and I was I was thrown to the wolves in yep. sales, and I yep. think that made me a better person. Don't get me wrong, I would have loved to have had a manual that I could read. And, hey, well, and, even you know. even with the manual, you know, nobody's going to tell you, like, you know, I, I don't know, like, you have to say this. I mean, you, you put your own personal touch in it, you know? Absolutely. And, I mean, it, it's still kind of like what you're talking about, you know, go talk to that customer, but you have to be familiar with the product. You have to be familiar with the process. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's still you know you still feel like you're getting thrown to the wolves, you know. But you just have you just have a, a, a little better ammunition, yeah. or you're a bit more prepared if you have something like a sales training manual that you can refer to. And if you really just like you know take time to read it every day and you just master that process. You know, it's it's really going to uh, pay dividends for you in the Absolutely. long run. Absolutely. That and and like I said, you know, and I, I got off track. I do that. That process that that we have in place. I mean, it is it is true gold. If you can stick it to that, have a good personality and excitement and yep. professionalism, yep. like we were talking about earlier, yep. you're you're gonna be successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely. There's no doubt about it because that that process is laid out. It telling you what to do and how to do it. And as long as you're communicating with your customer, connecting with your customer, and doing your job as a sales professional, Absolutely. there is no reason why you don't have the ammunition to not ask them why. Why aren't you buying it right now? Absolutely, and yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, you just you, well, and you bring up that word personality. You know, just because you know you have this process, and it kind of like lays out, you know, step by step what you need to do. And for the most part, what you need to say, yeah. I mean, you can't move forward on with a customer sounding like a robot. Exactly. <laughs> I am a robot. <laughs> I sell campers. That That's not going to yeah. do anything for you. No, that, that word personality, like you, you put your own little ingredient into that process and that makes you stand out. But, you Absolutely. know, sticking to that process, the process works, you know, it's you know, for Camping World, how long have they had that process? It's been years. Years. Years and years and years. And there's a reason why they have this same process throughout the years because it works. It works. If it didn't work, they wouldn't do it. Or exactly. They, w- they exactly. would have changed it. But at the same time, you know, you, you have to put in your own little flair, your own little personality. Yeah. You got to make yourself stand out among all these other people who are following the same process, you know? Yep. Absolutely. So, um, what advice would you give someone thinking about getting into a sales role? Oh man, do it. <laughs> All right, do it. If That's you don't, it. Just don't, do it. Don't think about it. Just do it. I mean, shoot. Do you like to have fun? Do you like to make money? Do you like to better yourself? Do you like to be more bold? Do you want to be braver? Do you want to be stronger? Do you mm-hmm. want to be smarter? Do you want to be more aware? Get into sales. Get into sales. I and like stick it. with it. And stick with stick it. with it. No matter how hard it gets, stick with it. Because mm-hmm. it I, honestly, I mean, starting out, I, I didn't I didn't feel like I was ever gonna figure it out, you know. But I told myself, you know, the only way that I'm not gonna have this job anymore is I'm gonna get fired, which fortunately I haven't. <laughs> Either that, or I'm gonna like die. <laughs> yeah, those are the only ways that I told myself that I was gonna get out of sales. There, there's no quitting, and it, 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 that's just it. Just, just don't quit. You mm-hmm. know, just, just have that vision of what this position is going to be for you in the future. And I mean, honestly, not even just sales. Just anything in life. You know, whatever you want to do, just dedicate yourself to it. Exactly. You know. 
and and me and and somebody else were talking the other night and we were we were talking about uh, a different topic but i think it it relates in this at the end of the, each day if you can ask yourself did i do the best i could to close all my customers to make those appointments to make as many calls as i need if you can truly answer that honestly and you know you're you're not BSing anybody else but yourself mm-hmm. if you can answer that question honestly you will be successful. Yes. If you put in 110% every time you walk through your door of your dealership and you say, every customer I talk to, I'm going to be friendly, courteous, professional, and trying to be a closer. I mean, try, trying so hard to, to make that sale and earn that sale. If you can do that every single day, make those appointments, set your goals, there is no reason you cannot be successful in this business. Absolutely. <coughs> 100% agreed. 100% agreed. Agreed. All righty, Mark. Well, I think that is going to wrap up our episode. Oh. Um, I know it's come <laughs> so quickly. This is so fun, huh? I know, right? It, th- oh. This is a good time, Mark. Thank you so much for coming on the show and drinking beer with me. Thank uh, you for and, having me. And giving oh. me the aspect between you know, uh, a newer sales professional when, mm-hmm. you know, all, all I've really talked to so far are seasoned vets. And, mm-hmm. and I do and, uh, truly admire your input. I wish you the best of luck. And I'm going to leave you with just a little bit of advice, okay? Okay. Don't ever piss your managers off. <laughs> just don't do it. That's great advice, Clint. That is <laughs> that is the best advice I can ever give you. From a sales professional to a sales professional, don't piss your managers off, and you will always be good. Well, you know, I bought a, I bought my general manager some chips and guacamole today from Chipotle. Oh, there, so there you go. I think that was Chipotle. a pretty solid move. You that's, know? A, that's a solid move, bro. Yeah, they got a lot on their shoulders, man, you know? <laughs> got to keep the managers on your good side, so. <laughs> All right, Mark, so this is what I want you to do right now. Okay. Um. We got just a few minutes left. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell the viewers and the listeners where they can find you. Facebook, uh, phone numbers, What? Where, where can they find you if they are looking for a camper? Hey, guys. All right. So I got a, uh, a Facebook page, actually. So uh, just look up Mark at Gander RV on Facebook, and you'll find me. You know, I got... I got posts, uh, you know, I, there's a video where I'm juggling. I mean, I love to do, you know, videos. We do walkthrough videos, just just fun stuff like that, just to kind of show you what we have to offer, um, show you that we're a fun place, um, you know, so you can you can hit me up there. Uh, let's see, my, my cell phone number is 573-280-4268. You know, you want to shoot me a text, give me a call. You know, I'm a salesman. So, <laughs> you know, just give me a call. You know, if, if you want to know anything more about campers or you just want to say what's up, hit me up, guys. That's so. right. Awesome. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching, Mark. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having and, me. And uh, always stay thirsty, my friends. Woo! Helping the customer buy. Helping him to know the product. Helping him see sales features that he, in turn, can use to sell. That's part of selling. How well could you do it?